We're looking in the book of Luke 4, starting with verse 1. If you didn't bring your Bible, it'll be on the screen. But thank you guys, those of you guys who brought your Bible tonight, thank you for doing that. It says this, Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wild. I like how Jesus went into the wild. Like he, yeah. So it, it says, For 40 wilderness days, like basically in a diff, different... Um, Version of the Bible, it said he went into the wilderness. That's what they're calling in the wild. So for 40 days and nights, he was tested by the devil. Let me ask you guys tonight, who has ever been tempted by the devil? Yeah, everyone should have their hand up. Every one of us have. Like even Jesus, just so you guys know, you're in good company. Because even Jesus was tempted by the devil. Um, just because you're a child of God doesn't mean you're not going to be tempted. And so it goes on to say this, like Jesus, he was, he went out in the wilderness. He was tempted, um, by the devil and it goes on to say he ate nothing during those days. Has anyone ever eaten nothing for 40 days? Yeah, me neither. I'm not that spiritual. Um, but you, and then it says, and when his time was up, he was hungry. You think so? Like, like Jesus, he's probably craving that Snickers bar. Like it's only the only thing that can satisfy. And then uh, verse three, it says this, the devil playing on his hunger because he knows where to tempt is at. He gave the first test. He said, since you're God's son, command this stone to turn into a loaf of gluten free bread. Right. I doubt he said that, but, um, and then verse four, it says this, Jesus answered, quoting the Bible, quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to really live. And so for, so for, for the second test, he, um, led him up and spread out all the kingdoms of the earth on display at once. And then the devil said, they're all yours in all their splendor to serve your pleasure. I'm in charge of, of them all and can turn them over to whomever I wish. Worship me. And they're yours. The whole works. And Jesus refused. And and again, backing his refusal, like Jesus quotes scripture to the devil in Deuteronomy. He says, worship the Lord your God and uh, worship the Lord your God and only the Lord your God. Serve him with absolute single heartedness. I love that. Then verse 9, it says, For the third test, the devil took him to Jerusalem and put him on top of a temple. And he said, if you are God's son... Jump. If you are God's son, jump. He's, he says, it's written, isn't it? Like, this is kind of pretty cool here because the devil starts quoting scripture. Yeah. He said, it's written, isn't it, that he has placed you in the care of angels to protect you. They will catch you. You won't even so much as stub a toe on a stone. Yes, said Jesus. And it's also written, don't you dare. Don't you, I could imagine Jesus was like, don't you, like he was waving that finger. He's like, don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. And that completed the testing. And the devil retreated temporarily lying in wait for another opportunity. That part right there, verse 13, that's a warning to all of us. That's a warning to every single one of us. In other words, the devil realizes that if he can't get to you today, he's coming back tomorrow. If he can't get to you now, he's going to come back again here in a few minutes. 
Like he's going to find a way. He's going to lie in wait and he's going to find a way. He's going to find an opportunity to tempt you. And he knows the opportune time to attack. You guys know that. You guys realize that, right? He knows that time. to. So for some of you, that opportune time, like it could be when you're home alone. So for some of you, it could be late at night. For some of you, that opportune time for the enemy to attack and to tempt you could be with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend. Or when when you're around those certain friends or those certain kinds of people. He knows. He knows when to attack you and he knows when to come and, and really, really, really just tempt you. In the same way, he looks for an opportune time with Jesus. He's going to do the same thing to you. Pause for a moment real quick. By the way, how awesome was that three minutes of fire tonight? Yeah, was that good? Man, give it up for Jordan. Yes. That was, that was so good. Man, I was like amen and like ready to dance. So um, you need to know this. John 10.10. 10. It says this, the devil, he comes to steal, kill, and do what? Destroy. And that's what he, that's just not what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do to you. That's what he wants to do to you guys. He wants to destroy you. He wants to end you. He doesn't want you here. He doesn't want you around. He wants to find a way to destroy you. So you've got to be aware that if the devil can't get you to sin today, he's going to come back tomorrow. He's going to come back in 10 minutes. He's going to come back in 15 minutes. He's going to come back after the service is over tonight. Whatever it is, if he can't get you to sin right now, he's going to come again. And he's persistent. He's going to keep coming. And, and, and I'm, I'm preaching this message tonight, and I want you to know this, and I want you to write this down. This message is called, Who He Is. Everybody say, Who He Is. See, I was just telling Kristen last night, and, and you guys may have noticed this, and I think some of our leaders have noticed this, and I have begun to notice this about myself. Um, I've noticed a, a reoccurring theme in my messages that I preach. Because I, I've noticed that, because here's my deal. Here's, here's my heart, and, and here's what I want for you guys. I really, really strongly, really believe that if you guys, every one of you guys in this room, can know who he is, you're going to live a pretty good life. It's going to be pretty good for you. If you can know, and if you can know uh, your identity in Christ, not only who he is, but if you can know who you are in him, you can know that identity and know who you are in him, that's going to set you up for, for, for a long time to, to discover who you are in Christ. I promise you, you uh, tonight, I want to tell you this, you can walk out here at the, out of here at the end of the night, <clears throat> And, and uh, with a smile on your face and with your head held high, if you could just get a glimpse of who Jesus is. So, real quick, by a show of hands, uh, let me know tonight if you enjoy getting to know someone. Like you enjoy, like, like you like, like, okay, leaders, take notes. These are all people who are going to be on our greeter team. Oh, everyone's hands go down really fast. <laughs> All right. If you like you enjoy getting to know someone, you enjoy that process of that, that small talk, that little conversation, that getting to know someone um, like maybe it's a new friend or whatever it is um, like you enjoy getting to know people like um, I, I, I enjoy getting to know people. 
Like I enjoy like meeting someone, even though I'm, I'm, I honestly, I'm a little bit shy. I enjoy meeting people. And, and I even, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I even at times do a little Instagram stalking on people that I meet. Anybody else? Huh? Come on. Come on. Admit it. Yeah. 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 You're all creeps. No shame in my game though. I got this, but I remember this. When Kristen and I were first dating, when we were young and we were first dating and like we were getting to know each other, that it's that, that courting, that dating process. I'll never forget one of our first dates. I thought it was awesome. I I was like, I am the man. I know what women want. I took her to an OU football game. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you're going to love this. It's going to be so awesome. Like the band is out there and the, 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 the drum guy, the major guy, he's got his big fuzzy hat and he's got his baton and he's like, like doing his thing and like the football and like, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's like, everybody's yelling and screaming. It's going to be so much fun. They, they played Baylor, which at that time, Baylor was like, uh, what Kansas is now. Like, bad. Like, the worst team there ever was. Um, and I was thinking, like, oh, I know what women like. I know I'm. this is going to be great. She's going to love this. Kristen was bored. <laughs> She's like, can we go now? Like, like this is one of our first dates. And, uh, but, so, so, what's happened? Like, we're sitting there at the game. We're getting to know each other. We're talking. And, and you know how it is when you're talking and you're getting to know people. You, you kind of have this small talk. And you're getting to know people and you're like, What's your favorite color? Right? What's your favorite color? Like Target or Walmart? Or you're like Pepsi or Coke? Like, and like you, you ask the dumbest questions, right? Like, what do you like to do on your free time? Do you have any hobbies? Like, it's, you ask the dumbest stuff, but I'll never forget. I'll never forget. This one day I, I met a guy at church, not this church, so like don't even try to figure out who it is because you don't know. Met a guy at church one day, and and here's the deal. Sometimes when you're getting to know someone, um, and you, well, you just think that you're getting to know someone. You think you're, you're familiarizing yourself with them, you're getting to know them, and then they surprise you. Like they do something, or they say something, or they act a certain way, and you're like, I don't know you at all. Like, you're not who I thought you were. Like, you're actually really, really weird. So what happens, what happens is I'm meeting, I'm talking with this guy, and he begins to tell me, most people think that I'm like a lion. And then he goes, then he goes on to say, but I'm really like a lamb. And I'm like, have you guys ever heard, had someone say something to you and you're trying to keep a straight face? I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Um, I'm going to go this way, and I hope to never see you again. Like, I, most people think I'm like a lion. And, like, he was totally serious, straight face. And I was like, cool. Uh, I'll see you later, pal. You know, like, I didn't know what to do. You get in those situations, and they say stuff, and you're like, Oh, Jesus, help me right now. Like, you're praying under your breath. Oh, Jesus, help me right now. Like, Holy Spirit, come and invade this situation and and get me out of here. Like, Lord, you say, your word says you'll find a way out for me. Like, do that now. And uh, 
But we all have this idea of someone, and, and, and sometimes we get, we get disappointed in people. And, and because we get to know somebody, and what happens is they begin to reveal who they really are. Like, I thought you were this way, but it turns out you're actually not. Like, I thought you were this person. It turns out you're a totally different guy. Like, like I went to, to camp one summer with this guy, and he was really awesome, really cool guy, dressed totally normal at camp. After camp, we go and hang out with this guy on, on, a, on a weekend, and, like, he shows up, and he is decked out in cowboy gear. Like, he's got the boots. He's got pants. He's got those boots that, like, go up to his knees. And his pants are tucked in there. The belt buckle, like, as big as his head. The, the big hat on. And I'm like, who are you? This isn't even the same guy at, that, I, that I knew. But Jesus, all throughout the Bible, he's saying who he is. He's declaring who he is. He's telling people who he is. In the book of John, Jesus makes these seven I am statements says these seven things about himself. Uh, he says stuff like, I'm the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He says all these statements about himself because Jesus, he loves to reveal his character. He loves, loves to tell who he is so you guys will know and get a feel of who he is. He loves to let people know who he is. So tonight, I want to give you a few things to help you understand who he is. If you're taking notes, number one, write this down. Who he is makes me who I am. Who he is makes me who I am. See, the enemy of your soul always wants to threaten who you are. Always wants to threaten who you are. He will make you question your identity. Like, are you really forgiven? Are you really saved? Are you really healed? Are you really loved? Like, do people even really want you there? Like, he will make you question Everything about yourself. In the same way that he challenged Jesus' identity, he'll do that same thing to you. He'll challenge you and really make you start to question, am I really saved? I don't always feel like it. Well, just because you feel like it doesn't mean that you're not saved. He'll make a question everything about yourself. And every time that the enemy attacked the character of Jesus, Jesus didn't have to do anything to prove who he was. Because Jesus was secure in who he was. And you can be secure in who you are too. If you know Jesus and you know his word, you can be secure in who you are in him. So when Jesus, I love the story of when Jesus was baptized. When Jesus was baptized, by the way, if you haven't been baptized before and you've accepted Christ in your life, you need to be baptized because Jesus led the way in baptism and we want to be like Jesus. So you need to be baptized too. And um, so Jesus, he goes to John. John, and he asks him, see, John, I need you to baptize me. And John is like, no way, bro. There's no way. Like, I'm not even good enough to tie your shoes. Like, I'm, I'm nothing to you, Jesus. And then Jesus was like, Jedi mind trick, you need to baptize me. And John was like, all right, I'll do it. You know, and but but so he baptizes Jesus. And when Jesus comes out of the water, Oh man, how cool would it have been to be there on the scene at this time. He baptizes Jesus, and when Jesus comes out of the water, the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes down like a dove. And he comes down, and, and, and then God even declares out loud for everyone to hear. He says, this is my son. 
in who I'm well pleased. You know the cool thing about this, when Jesus got baptized, Jesus hadn't even done anything to this point. He had never done a miracle. He had never done anything up to this point. And, and that's the same thing with us. God is pleased with, if we're a child of God, he loves you. He's pleased with you. He's excited about you. And so God's like, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And this is one of the few times that the Trinity, the God, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit are all on the scene at one time. And so Jesus, he was secure in his father's love. He knew it. He knew who he was. He knew who his father was. And so when the devil tried to come at him and challenge his identity, he knew he didn't have to prove himself because he knew he had affirmation from his father. So many of us in this room tonight, we have so many father wounds that it seems like you're always trying to seek approval and earn acceptance. Uh, Let me tell you, Tonight, let me tell you right now, um, let me encourage you. You may have or you may have had a bad father on earth, but your father in heaven has great things to declare for your life. He's got great things to say over your life, and he loves you no matter what. All the, at night, when I when I pray, especially with Jackson, we started this when he was just a baby. Um, we pray and then we end our prayer, and I just I say, Jackson, I love you, forever and always, no matter what, because I want him to know that forever, no matter what he does, no matter who he is, no matter what happens, I'm going to love him. And so that's the same thing with Jesus; he loves you no matter what. Jesus knew who he was. He was secure in who he was. I think that that's part of our problem today is that we have so many people who are so insecure in who they are. Or should I say insecure? Um, Tonight, like there are people in this room who have insecurities. But tonight you need to know this. You can be healed of those insecurities. You can be healed of those things tonight in this room, in this place. You can be healed of that. When the enemy comes to threaten Jesus, Jesus, he, he responds back, basically saying, I know who I am. I know who I am. Like, I, I can tell you this. You will not know who you are until you know whose you are. You'll not know who you are until you know whose you are. You can say this, I'm a child of God. I'm blessed. I'm called, I'm anointed, I'm healed, I'm powerful, I have authority, I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Why? Because I know who I am. I know who I belong to. Some of you guys, you need to speak these things over yourself regularly. You need to say these things over yourself all the time. Say, you need to wake up in the morning and say, because I've got Jesus in my life, I'm powerful, I'm strong, I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm wonderfully made. No matter what anyone else says about me or to me, this is what Jesus says about me. And you need to remind yourself of that often. No matter what the world says, no matter how the world says how you should dress, how you should look, how, how skinny you should be, how tall you should be. I don't fit that one, but I feel the good looking one. How good looking you should be. Kidding. But um, 
But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what the world says about you, you need to know what God says about you. That's the most important thing. You need to know your identity in Jesus. And you need to speak those things over your life regularly, often, every single day. Who I am is is a result of who he is. The person that I am is a result of who he is in my life. Who he has, he, I wrote this down because I like this. Who he is has made me who I am. Who he is has made me who I am. All throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all throughout the Gospels, people experience Jesus and it changes the way that they are. There was this kid, he had a few fish and a little bit of bread and Jesus takes that fish and that bread and he feeds 5,000 people. There's this boy. uh, This boy, at that moment, he had a revelation that Jesus is who he said he is because Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Yeah, it just came to life right here. It just happened. There was this girl that she was getting water and Jesus comes to her and he speaks to her and he realizes, she realizes that Jesus is the living water. He says that about himself. There's this woman who's caught in the act of adultery. Like, how did this happen? Kind of sketchy, I don't know. But like, catch her... And, and they're going to kill her by throwing rocks at her. They're going to kill her by throwing rocks at her. And, and like Jesus steps up and he calms all the haters. He calms everyone. He said, hey, hold on. If, 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 you, if you have no sin in your life, then you go ahead and throw that first stone. People drop their stones and walk away. Everyone leaves, and this lady, she sees that Jesus has grace, and he's full of grace. There are many people who were healed on the spot, and they had the revelation that Jesus is healing. There's a guy who was so full of demons that his, his, they, he was called Legion. And he encounters Jesus, and Jesus frees him from all of these demons that are inside of his his body. And all of a sudden, this man realizes that Jesus is deliverance. Am I preaching to anyone here tonight? Are you kind of getting this? Are you understanding this? Jesus is what you need. He is everything that you need in this life. If you believe he is who he says he is, and he can do what he says he can do, can somebody say something about it tonight? All right, that'll work, okay. But <laughs> I think you can do a little bit better than that. Can I get an amen? amen? Who he is has made you who you are. Who he is has made you who you are. The Bible says, by the grace of God, I am who I am. See, my my dad, my own dad, not God, my father, but my own dad, um, he's a great man. I love him. Uh, he's actually coming to visit us this weekend, him and my mom. My, I'm the youngest of six kids. I don't know if you guys knew that. My dad's 77 years old. I have an oldest sister that's like 50-something, which is like older than even some of your parents. So, oh, I'm sorry. But I love my dad, and, and he's awesome. He's like 77 years old. And, and like, you need to know this. The reason I am, part of the reason I am who I am today is because of my dad. My dad, he loves Jesus. My dad loves church. My dad loves ministry. And one reason I'm a huge Oklahoma Sooners fan is because my dad had a scholarship to wrestle at the University of Oklahoma. 
See, I have a passion for the church because my dad had a passion for the church. I grew up in church. I was around church my whole life. Everything I did in, was involved in church um, because my dad's whole life, not his whole life, but my, a huge part of my dad's life was all about the church. I am who I am because he is who he is. See, tonight, you are who you are because of who Jesus is. I'm not only a result of my dad in my life, but I'm also a result of allowing Jesus to be the Lord and the leader of my life. See, I love who Jesus is. I love everything about who Jesus is. But even more of that, I love who Jesus is not. I love who he's not. Number two, write this down. I love who he's not. Here's the deal about Jesus. And maybe you could like subtitle this message tonight, like adverb Jesus, because I'm giving you guys adverb. I'm describing. Is that adverb? Is that right? Yeah, I'm describing some things tonight. You need to know this. You need to hear Jesus is not. He is not inconsistent. Is it adjectives? They describe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I passed school. I graduated. Here's the deal. Here's, here's who Jesus is not. You need to know who Jesus is not. He is not inconsistent. Jesus is not, he's not negligent. He, he's, he is not um, he, he, who, who someone who does not show up on time. Jesus, he, he's always reliable. He's always there. I love who Jesus is not. He's not critical. He's not judgmental. Mental. <laughs> I love who Jesus is not. Who he's not, you guys need to know this, who he's not is just as powerful as who he is. He's not boring. He's not mean. He's not out to hurt people. He's not out to smash you if you mess up. He's not trying to keep people from heaven. He's not exclusive. He's all inclusive. He's not a, a lover of some races more than other races. I praise the Lord for who he is not. I, I love what we said here a few weeks ago that everyone is welcome here at Emerge because everyone is welcome to Jesus. Number three, write this down. That's the cool thing. He will forever be this way. He'll forever be this way. It's not a trend. It, Jesus didn't like all of a sudden just kind of get cool. He's always been cool. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ, he's the same yesterday, today, and when? Forever. forever. I love the saying a lot. You need to see that movie. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Guys, listen, we serve a forever God. We serve a forever God, forever kind, forever merciful. He is forever. His love endures. It goes on and on and on forever. There's a scripture in the Bible that says this. It says that charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. Ladies, tonight... I want you to make yourself a forever woman. One that says, I will forever praise the Lord. You better start enjoying praising God because the Bible says that one day that we're forever going to praise the Lord in heaven. You'll forever have CrossFit bodies. 
I can't wait for that. Like, we will forever, like, we will forever get to walk the streets of gold, would swim in the river of life and not drown. There will be no more sadness, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more disease, no more people being shot and killed because he is a forever God. This is who he's going to be forever. And I love that about him. And I, I want to invite our band back up. Um, there may be some of you here tonight who you need to hear this. You need to know this. You, you need to, to be aware of this. Um, maybe you haven't been faithful to God. Or maybe tonight you're dealing with some things in your life. Maybe, um, can I encourage you for just a moment tonight? Um, this is who he is and this is who he's, who he's not. And This forever Jesus can be a part of your life. Like he's always going to be for you, never against you. He will always be patient. This is who he is. He's a forever God. And this is my last and final point. I want you to know this and write this down. Uh, This is kind of the challenge part of what I want you to know. Number four, embrace him, praise him, follow him. Embrace him, praise him, and follow him. And tonight, here's how we're going to end the service tonight. That's how we're going to wrap everything up. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but here's how we're going to end the service tonight. By embrace, praise, and follow. So here in a moment, I'm going I'm to invite everyone to the front. Every single one of us. I want us to come to the front and... and um, and the band is going to, to lead us in worship. The band is going to lead us into a song. And I want you to begin to embrace him. When you come to the front, here's what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to ask you not to mess around with the people around you, not to be a distraction. Um, and I want you, as we begin to sing, as we begin to play, just begin to embrace who he is. Begin to embrace him. That's who he is. He's the bread of life. He's the living water. He's the way, the truth, and the life. It's who he is, and it's who he will forever be. Embrace that. Accept him. Accept the fact that that in your life, uh, accept that into your life. Some of you guys need to embrace the fact that God will love you in spite of the things that you've done, in spite of the things that you've said, in in spite of the places that you've gone. You might as well just kind of embrace him tonight then after we do that after we're done embracing him here's what I'm going to ask you to do I'm going to ask you to put your hands in the air and just begin to praise him we begin to embrace him we begin to say God I need you in my life I want you in my life you're you're everything that's great about me you're everything that's good about this world about this earth I'm sorry for who I am I'm sorry for what I've done forgive me and then you start to praise him you start to say God I thank you that you forgive me of my sins. God, I thank you for who you are in my life. God, I thank you for your promises that you pour out of my life. God, I thank you for who you are. I can't take another step without you. Thank you, Jesus. And did-